Hello there. This is Jedi General of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and you are listening to Jedi Eternal. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Jedi Eternal. I am one of your hosts, Andrew Bullen, alongside the fresh dew, Braxton Taylor. <laughs> fresh dew. That's right. That's you right. You got that fresh cut. Yeah, I had to get my drip up, my drip game up. Um, I was not nearly as Building drippy. up that riz. Yeah, that's, that skibbity <laughs> riz. riz gains. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I've been growing my hair out for, like, I mean, I've had, like, trims, but like, basically over a year now, yeah. and uh, I decided I just really wanted to cut it, because I'm getting sick and tired of it being so long. So, yeah. I mean, it's still long on the top, though. It's longer on the top, yeah. I mean, it's not, I would say it's much longer than what you have, though. I mean, to some degree. I don't know. Maybe we should pull out a ruler and uh, measure. <laughs> measure hairs. It, I feel like yours looks longer than mine, but maybe. It I'm could not. be just that, like, my hair's longer, like. Like you have it kind of one side shaved right. off, so you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. So anyway, hope everybody's doing good. <laughs> Not enough about my haircut. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> the Bad Batch just yes, came out. Yes, the Bad uh, Batch. The Bad Batch season three, the final season, just came out, and so at the end of our episode today. We will be discussing that, reviewing it. Yes. Uh, so make sure you stick around for that. Uh, also, um, you know, Braxton, last time I saw you was uh, an interesting day. Um, yes. And I'm just curious, did I did I tell you what happened after that? Did I tell you what happened after? At this point in time, I don't know what you're even talking about. Well, <laughs> so well, I so, <laughs> so last time we were together we went and saw a movie and uh and during that movie i had to leave oh and I yes, went and, yes and yes, i went and yes. threw up in the yeah the bathroom of the theater <laughs> i just go to show you folks how bad madam webb um, was that he had to throw up during the movie. yes went and saw madam webb uh wow if i could take back that time i would <sighs> truly not yeah. a worse movie that i can think of yeah it was um, pretty rough yeah Anytime recently, like that, it was the worst movie I've seen in yeah. a long time. Yeah. Uh, and so I threw up in at the theater, and um, and then you took me home. I did. And uh, I continued to profusely throw up for <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, for five hours straight. Oh my gosh. With like no breaks in between. <laughs> um, I thought I was dying. I almost had my dad take me to the ER. <laughs> Bro, I had to get like an IV tap to get to get. Some I open. I seriously thought maybe I was gonna have to, yeah. but but then it went away after about five hours. Yeah, that's um, rough. Yeah, so well, like, you know, if you have to go and vomit at a movie theater, you know you're not doing too good. You know you're in serious <laughs> you know condition, in, right? Because yeah. especially if you know me. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I don't even like using the bathroom <laughs> in public places. Yeah. Let alone having to like put my face up to the toilet of a public restroom. Okay. So, folks, you know thank, how bad that. Well, let was. me tell you though. Thank God, and listen. You know, I don't, you know, to everyone's belief systems out there, you know, everyone may have different beliefs, but to me, there's never been a more obvious sign that God is real when I'm, when I had to go in there and the toilet was clean, everything was clean in there. And I've been in that bathroom before and I've seen, you know, it's been and that it looked like, I mean, it looked like somebody had just scrubbed everywhere in there. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, there is a God, there is a God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, 
anyway, so yeah, it, it's yeah. been a it was a rough week for me last week, but um, but hey, I feel great right now. Um, everything's everything is back to normal, and so uh, I want to thank you all for joining us today. Uh, just a quick reminder that uh, you can be a Patreon producer, and there's a lot of benefits that that come with that, including that getting this podcast usually about two days early. Um, as well as getting shout-outs on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And uh, you also get an exclusive podcast called And Other Ooh. Stuff. Um, hopefully, we'll be getting another episode of that out here in the near future. So uh, now would be a good time to go ahead and sign up for that for only $5. And you can find that link on our Facebook through our link tree. Um, there you will see all of our links, including our Patreon. So uh, without further ado, we will go ahead and thank our current Patreon producers. And that includes J.B. Joshin Birkenshaw, Tara Bolin, Grayson David Gill, Alex Mason, Corey Wise, Jay Camdar, Jenna, Caleb Luna, and Alex. So Ooh. we thank you all so much and greatly appreciate um, your support. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, again, guys, we always talk about it, and we, you know, we harp on it every episode. But we really do appreciate you guys uh, subscribing. And if again, if you guys are listening and you haven't done it yet, there's no pressure. But that being said, it's only five dollars a month. You can join for one month and quit yeah. to see if you yeah. like it or not. And when you join, even if you join for one month, you get instant access to all of the previous episodes uh, yeah. that are available. And honestly, if you're like you just want access to uh, what we have, join it for a month. Catch up on all of it and cancel if you wish. I mean, yeah, I mean, don't do that. That's not really want, I mean, what we <laughs> what we want, but we don't uh, we won't judge you if you no, do that. No, uh, no. But those of you who have continued to support us from the get go, um, despite we know that you don't necessarily have to do that, we do thank you, and we know Absolutely. those of you who have done that. So we thank you very much. So anyway, we appreciate it, guys. But we're gonna wrap that up so we don't have you don't have to hear about it anymore. <laughs> But uh, we're going to go ahead and move into the first segment of our podcast as we've been doing in season two, and that is our fun facts and trivia. So for this week's fun facts, I have two of them for you. So first one is, again, well, first of all, backing up a little bit, it's coming from Star Wars Fascinating Facts, Story, Lore, and History from the Greatest Galaxy, written by Pablo Hidalgo. Uh, so the first fact this week is called, like Ewok, like Wackling. Warwick Davis played the role of Wicket W. Warwick when he was only 11 years old for The Return of the Jedi. For a brief cameo in The Rise of Skywalker, he reprised his first on-screen role and passed the tradition onto his actual son, Harrison, who joined him in Ewok costume to play Wicket's son, Pommet. Wicket was indeed produced an <laughs> Wicket has indeed produced an offspring, said Warwick. He's older and wiser, and he has a little scamp to handle now. Just a wee little oh, scamp. <laughs> just a wee little scamp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. You know, we got to see Warwick in um, uh, Celebration 2019. Mm. I mean, he's he's usually at most of them, but uh, it was pretty cool to see him. And uh, yeah, to see the legacy passed on, that's pretty cool too. So a second, sure. uh, let's make sure I'm looking at the right one here. Here we go. Um, the second fun fact for the week is called Where the Greys Come From. So the Kaminoans closely resemble the aliens of UFO conspiracy culture, the so-called Greys, that the U.S. government is supposedly holding prisoner at Area 51 and who are responsible for a rash of uh, abductions and cattle uh, mutilations and other odd occurrences in fringe folklore. George Lucas specifically requested the look as a nod to that mythology and an homage to his pal, 
Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. He envisioned, uh, envisioned them, excuse me, uh, hailing from an oceanic world as the ocean is the cradle of all life. They are uh, recreating life there, he said, and the Kaminoans are creatures that began life in the sea. So, mm. yeah, it's kind of an interesting fact, and, you know, there's actually a kind of a storied history between George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, because yeah. uh, that's not the only occurrence where they uh, go back and forth. Um, you know, of course, in uh, E.T., we see Yoda, and also in um, uh, Revenge of the Sith, uh, maybe in other movies too, but in Revenge of the Sith, when they're in the uh, Senate council room uh you see the et was it revenge of the sith i was actually thinking it was phantom menace i don't know okay well remember. it's one of the prequel movies I don't remember it doesn't really matter but one of the ones that they're in really the matter. uh in the uh you know senate chambers uh you actually yeah. see the et there's like three AM. of them yeah 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 so anyway it's pretty cool you know like they're, i know that they're good friends and so it's always kind of mm-hmm. cool to see those uh nods back and forth so anyway that is our fun facts for the week but now here is your trivia question and that is, what were the jobs that aunt, or Luke's aunt and uncle worked on Tatooine? So mm. what were the jobs that Luke's aunt and uncle worked on Tatooine? So we will let you guys think about that. Comment in the chat. And uh, don't cheat. Don't go don't looking cheat. for those answers. Put your answers in the chat. And we will discuss the actual answer at the end of this episode. Cool, cool. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump into uh, our news. So uh, this week at Star Wars, and our first one here is um, pretty cool, I would say. Uh, it is that The Phantom Menace is returning to theaters in <laughs> May. So yeah. we got a brand spanking new poster to celebrate this. Um, it's briefly returning to theaters on uh starting may 3rd to celebrate its 25th anniversary yeah, i was gonna say that's why it's happening because it's the 25th anniversary it doesn't seem that long ago does it <laughs> right it's crazy um and so yeah it's it's gonna be starting may 3rd and only may 3rd through the the 5th i think so you only have a couple of days it's just that friday to sunday to be able to go and, and see it so yeah, uh, you know, this would be a, a perfect opportunity. Of course, that also falls on May the 4th, which is, of course, Star Wars Day. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a, a really fun way to celebrate Star Wars Day if you can to go and see that. So I would highly recommend that you do so, especially if you didn't get to go see it in theaters um, the first time it came out, which I did not. Yeah, we I was were, only five we years lads. old. So, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, my parents didn't care to go see it. So, <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so I'm definitely excited to to be able to to do that. So yeah, very cool. So uh, the kind of the next news piece that we have for this week uh, ties into our first one, and that uh, in this 25 uh, 25th year, excuse me, anniversary of Phantom Menace, they're kind of releasing a bunch of things. Uh, you know, they're releasing this new uh, release re-release of the movie in theaters, but they're also uh, releasing a anniversary comic and supposedly this star wars uh comic will be expanding the phantom menace story which is very interesting yes yeah, so it's by greg pack who has done uh darth vader some of the darth vader comics and they're saying this is a huge issue which will tell revelatory stories According to its official synopsis, um, explore the earliest days and secret inner life of Anakin Skywalker with never before seen stories set before, after, and between the scenes of the classic movie. Wow. 
featuring the dream of a Jedi, the gift of a Tusken Raider, the heart of a Gungan, the ache of a mother, and the horror of a hero. So that'll be, uh, I'm sure, very interesting. For sure. And kind of a fun way to, again, celebrate that 25th anniversary. Absolutely. So uh, moving on, we got a cover reveal uh, for the next High Republic adult novel, Temptation of the Force. Um, so this is looking very good. Um, this is the novel by Tessa Gratton. It is the second of the adult novels in the final phase of of the High Republic. Um, and what we're seeing here is we have Avar Chris and Elzar Man, um, both on the cover here. Elzar Man very much looking like uh, Stellan Gaios, which <laughs> yeah. is uh, yeah. intentional. Actually, he he starts to grow out his beard and stuff yep. kind of in honor of him and like in remembrance of him to the point, yeah. even his hair, he's grown his hair out like Stellan too. So pretty kind of cool. interesting. Yeah, kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. To see that. Um, and so, uh, I, I am a huge fan of the high Republic series. Oh yeah. Um, as I think we both expressed the last adult novel, we weren't super high on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I'm hoping that this one kind of turns things around and gets a little more um, in into the exciting um, yeah. aspects of the story. Yeah. The, the the last one, I don't know that we ever did like a full review, but no. um, just to kind of hint on it a little bit here, the last one um, was very much like kind of catching you up on what everyone had been doing mm-hmm. in the year since the previous book uh, back in phase one. Yeah. And so it kind of caught you up on whatever, where everybody was at. And then really by the end of it, it's just kind of like, okay, the stage is set. The stage is set. So yeah. now, now Which, we can really take it to the races and, you know. Yeah. I thought it so, was maybe a little bit of a waste just because, sure. I mean, we have a several hundred page book that just essentially tells us what we already know mm-hmm. and sets the stage yeah, for what's yeah, to yeah. come. Not, not a know? whole lot of big things happen within yeah. the book. And so. I, I'm I'm in agreement with you. I think we both kind of agreed that it felt kind of like a, a wasted opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I'm hoping that this one really turns that around. Uh, Tessa Gratton being the uh, the author is interesting because so far she has only written, um, I believe, in the young adult novels or even the junior novels. But this is her first of the adult novels so that that's very interesting mm-hmm. to see and i would say because of that we'll probably get uh more of vernestra Rowe, um because she was um very popular character in her other books that she's written tessa written and also vernestra being a character that is going to be in the um, acolyte. Mm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They obviously want to keep a pretty big focus on her because <laughs> right. she's going to be a big character. So yeah. Um, and actually she's a really great character. I actually really like her character. Um, and so this does say that this book will also focus on Avar, Elzar, Buryaga, Belzedifar, and then Vernestra, um, as they hunt down Nih- Nihil leader, uh, Mark Yonro. So yeah, I, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that they are going to need to cover in this final phase, and I'm excited to see this second adult novel where they where they take it. Like you said, I mean, I think I think they have to really have a lot of story building and action in this book, and uh, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to it. So I guess we'll uh, yeah, and and see what we get. Um, 
one other thing she says uh all my favorite parts of writing the for the high republic are in here discussions about the nature of the force and the role of the jedi in the galaxy forbidden jedi romance banter and daring lightsaber duels the generations old graf santeca feud messy elzar ever any lore and hints about the history of the roe family and the mysteries of the nameless very interesting. So she so, also I mean, says things that were seeded in phase two get to blossom. So interesting. Yeah, which you know, I didn't. I I I think, and a lot of people didn't really follow phase two nearly as much. Obviously. Yeah. Um. So anyway, it'll be interesting to see with this book how it all ties that together and and mm-hmm. really propels the story. So anyway, it's gonna be good. Yeah. Um. Because I've I've said many times at this point on the podcast that I've yet to see what happened in phase two. Feel like it truly mattered enough to to, right. to have that break and, and go back and do right. that. I've seen connections, but nothing that makes me go, oh, this was absolutely necessary. Right. So we'll see. Maybe this book will change my mind. But. We'll see. And, uh, you know, time will only tell. So once yeah, it comes so out, we're going to date on that, that is maybe we don't have a date. It just says this summer. I don't. So I don't uh, know if there's a. Yeah. This just says this summer. So I don't know if there's an. Oh, never mind. June 11th. There, oh, you there you go. June 11th. Yeah. So like I said, uh, you know, we're going to read that and, and uh, have to tell you tell you what we think from there. So For sure. Uh, so our fourth news piece for this week is that Andor Season 2 actually wraps up filming. As we know, there were some delays and things uh, due to the writer's strike and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, so after a lot of the delays, supposedly now that the uh, Andor Season 2 is wrapping up filming. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting because we had just talked about it last episode yeah, yeah. that we we thought that it was still filming uh, at the time, um, and that um, because I think one of our in our discussions, community discussions, somebody had mentioned they were hoping we were getting it this year, mm-hmm. and I had expressed that I kind of doubted it because I was pretty yeah. sure they were still filming. Yeah. Well, so Diego Luna posted uh, just I think this like past week that uh it was their last day of filming and so he's kind of just doing like a thank you um yeah you know thank you note and so with that i think that to me pretty much confirms that we won't see this till next year yeah that's my thought as well um yeah because some people were like well it's 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 done filming so they could hurry up and do this and then we get maybe like a december release and i'm like ah, i don't i don't think so i would be extremely I shocked so. i think yeah. I'm i think we're we more like this. a march yeah, uh, yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah, if if yeah. that you know what I'm saying on March 2025 release but we'll I'm leaning see. towards that yeah probably somewhere in along there um we'll get and or and and what that's probably exactly around two years since we got the first season yeah I right? think so or, yeah. well yeah last year last year we got yeah beginning last of year. last year and right? it was probably around that March timeline something I, like I that think. so that would be around two years yeah. so that that all kind of pieces together right it makes sense to me mm-hmm. um, but anyways it'll it'll be exciting when it gets here so and yeah, for you know sure. as soon as we hear more we'll let you guys know for sure uh, let's go ahead and, and jump to our next story here and this is our our final story for the day uh, it's Star an exciting Wars one it's Battlefront an exciting classic one. collection is coming Ooh. to Nintendo switch <laughs> PlayStation Xbox and PC so this is uh coming out on March 14th and it is a bundle of the two original games with new maps characters and more now when I say the original games this might be confusing to some people um, depending on your age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you were younger, you may think that means it is the two games, um, EA games. the two EA games that uh, that have come out on Xbox 
mm-hmm. uh, Xbox One, you know, PlayStation Four or whatever. Yeah. But uh, that's actually not the case here. This is the original Battlefront games, which came out yes. on. Uh, well, I guess it would have been Xbox. I think it was like original Xbox. Was, was like it the, the original? One. Yeah, I think I the think original so. Xbox, like PS2. The... And the PS2, yeah, um, and PC, of course, but it's been a, a long time ago. And uh, so these two games, uh, they're here uh, with uh, as a bundle, and it does actually come with some new maps, characters, Ooh. and more. So uh, one of the new characters that they announced was Kit Fisto and Asajj Ventress. Yeah, which is pretty cool. So that's cool. Um, and also, too... Um... <laughs> I literally forgot what I was going to say. Oh, my gosh. I like <laughs> Your face was hilarious. Just, like, left my brain is what I was about to say. Oh, oh, oh. but they're also, from what I can tell, um, revitalizing the multiplayer. Like, that it, it should actually have multiplayer capabilities. Yeah. As, yeah. It, it's, um, <clears throat> it does appear that the multiplayer, like, works. So, that's really cool. Um, it does also, there's a new map, um, Java's Palace. And um, let's see here. They they also they also have the hero assault mode, which has been updated. So that's where you can play as you know, like Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, yeah. etc. Yeah. Um, and it says hero assault can be played on all ground maps for the first time with the classic collection. So that's gonna be cool. I I know there's a lot of people that are huge fans of those originals. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, well, me included. I've you know I have so many memories of of playing them, and uh, you know I would spend <laughs> I would spend a long time just being Obi Wan Kenobi, <laughs> and just you know just jumping around. And, yeah. You know just. It, you just felt like such a like an amazing Jedi in those games. At the oh, time. I know. Um, and I love that the classic like menu so, or the menu, but the location selection like. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, I had I had that game um on PSP actually Battlefront Two, and okay. um, so what's funny is they actually had released a uh, special edition PSP that was all white and had Darth Vader on the back, and it came with Battlefront Two, and I remember playing that so much. Uh, Good memories. Yeah, so um, definitely a lot of good memories here. And I think that's what this is made for is kind of that nostalgia factor. Um, what I will say, and and for me, this is where it kind of bums me out a little bit, is I wish that this was more than just a uh, just like a, a bundle package with a few new things. I kind of wish they went the extra mile and made mm-hmm. this like a remaster mm-hmm. so that yeah. uh, they like really kind of like – improve the graphics and, and all of that um, where they, they don't really say anything about that. So I think it's pretty much supposed to, you know, look basically the same as it did before. Right. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, me being someone who doesn't really usually go back and, and play things over again and, and stuff. I mean, most likely I probably won't get this, Yeah. Right. Uh, but I totally see the appeal for those who enjoy kind of reliving those classics and, uh, and excited for those who get to do it, or maybe never have played them, and yeah, we'll sure. get to just kind of you know have fun with it for the first time. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. In a lot of ways, they are better than the ones we got later. So <laughs> yeah, um, I don't. I always you know like it's funny because I I played the first two quite a bit, and then I played the other two you know later on, and I always just felt like 
it felt those first two just felt so much more like Star Wars to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I don't know how to explain that necessarily because there's all the elements in the new games there, and I do think that the second one did it better than the first one. But I don't know how to explain it. Maybe it's just that I was younger, and maybe it's my my selective memory. But <laughs> well, and that's the thing, right? Is like maybe it is. Maybe if we were yeah. to go back, maybe if we did get the bundle, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then we played it, we'd be like, ooh, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, not, not as good as I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Somebody gift it for us and we'll stream it. How about that? Exactly. We'll take that burden for you. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll stream it and we can let you guys know if they get Exactly. But I'm probably not going to buy it myself. So <laughs> if you want us to play it, you can gift it to us. <laughs> exactly. Give us money. Uh, I don't even know. Did it say how much it was going to be? I don't know. I don't think uh, so. Not on this article, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's, the information's not out there. But yeah. Um, it surely, be- surely it's not like a, you know, I can't imagine this is going to be a sixty dollars game. So actually, being like a forty dollars, yeah, thirty or forty, maybe thing. something yeah. like that. Um, but even then, I don't think I would want to spend that money on it. So, uh, but let's go ahead and, and jump into our rumors. Yes. Uh, so we're gonna we have a couple of rumors here today. This is a this is a really big one that actually a lot of um, trusted sources are sharing. So. Honestly, I, I kind of lean more toward this being more than just a, a rumor, but I'm putting it in rumor because we do not have uh, any, like, you know, mm-hmm. we Disney's not saying this is the case. Um, but Collider uh, has an update on the whole uh, Acolyte release. You know, I think at some point we talked about that, that it looked like it was a summer window. That may have even been our last episode. Mm-hmm. Well, now there is an official date that they have, and that is June 5th. Ooh. So that is so close, right? <laughs> so much closer than we um, thought. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, to me, that's extremely exciting. Um, you know, it's one of those things, nothing has been officially announced, right? So, So, you know, this is... Uh, you know, it, it, that's why we have it in rumors. But what I will say is typically the marketing windows for Star Wars shows have been in that three month range. So we're getting really close to that, to that threshold. So if we're going to, um, if we're going to see anything, it could be really soon. Yeah. Um, supposedly, uh, Daniel Richmond said on his, uh, page and he is a insider, he says that a trailer is ready for Acolyte as well as for Skeleton Crew. Mm, interesting. Um, so both of there's two trailers out there ready to go, ready to drop when they're ready to show them. So, yeah. um, so I think that uh, you know there's a really good chance that we could be seeing the first trailer for this at any point. And I don't mm-hmm. think it has to be on a special day. I mean, I know we have like May the 4th, but yeah. I think they're going to want to show it before. Well, then, and so. if, if they're truly wanting to, to have this June 5th release date, I mean, doing it, you know, uh, a month before, you know, dropping the first player a month before. Yeah. I don't know if that's the best decision. So, you know, I like this was saying, you know, this is only a handful of months away from now. And so I do find it a little odd, of course, that, that we're not, um, you know, seeing any sort of trailers or anything yet, but you know, like you said, if it drops like any time now, okay, then that might make more sense. So yeah, we'll see if that comes uh, into fruition. Cause if so, that'd be pretty, pretty exciting. Cause I, you know, I, I along with you and a lot of people, I think are, uh, are pretty, pretty excited for the acolyte. So for sure. Yeah. We'll see, I mean, it's when that comes out, it's got a lot to prove. Um, 
and I really, really just want them to hit it out of the park. Yeah. I really yeah, do. Me too. Um, so, you know, that first trailer could be the the beginnings of a lot of excitement in the, the Star Wars um, community. So we'll see. See what happens. Yeah, absolutely. So the last rumor that we have for today, because not, not nearly as many rumors as we did our news, but that is Respawn, which are the makers of the Titanfall games and, and more applicably to Star Wars, the Jedi uh, Order games, right? So Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor. Um, they are actually supposedly, should I say, developing a first-person Mandalorian game. Um, this is something that we've actually have heard a long time ago, and it kind of just fell off the radar. And just recently, we've been kind of hearing some rumors uh, it, it, towards that Um much sooner. So, uh, I don't know, Drew, what do we got on that? Yeah. So, um, according to sources, the game will see the player take control of a Mandalorian bounty hunter, unclear who set during the time when the galactic empire is dominating across the galaxy. Um, it is your job as a bounty hunter to capture bounties dead or alive for cash rewards. Uh, Jeff Grubb is the first who first reported this. And I will say, um, he usually knows what he's talking about. Um, but he said that the game will be focused on mobility and style as guiding principles. So, hmm. Interesting. um, this, you know, when you think about respawn, of course, it makes sense again, respawn the creators of, uh, Titanfall. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you think about that kind of movement, right. Um, if they take that kind of movement and then apply it to uh, Star Wars and a bounty hunter with a jetpack and all of that, I think that you know you can. Uh, I can see the the vision there. Yeah. But of course, respawn. More than just that, right? They're also the uh, creators of. Um, we got like Apex Legends. Apex Legends. Um, and, they did metal uh, like a Medal of Honor game, I think. Um, yeah, and and even the but even in Star Wars they did the Jedi series. Oh well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know they they already have their hands in in all of it. So um, how they're managing to do all of this at the same time, I'm not sure. But <laughs> right. they must have a really big team there. Um, but I I think that this could be really good, and you know, being a, a bounty hunter, a Mandalorian, yeah. That's that's a pretty cool idea. I mean, the premise sounds uh-huh. really fun, honestly. Yeah, and it could it could be really fun. So I think that if they can, as long as they can nail it right, then and do it, I think it. I think for me, uh, don't make this an open world. Make this a linear, Hollywood packed like, you know, blockbuster game. In my opinion, in the in terms of like uh like a call of duty campaign and yeah it, see but the problem i do think that that kind of almost runs against the premise of like what it is though you know it's like having being a bounty hunter is like oh you have these super linear things well a bounty hunter would be like oh there's this open world you know you go pick up bounties and stuff which the thing is is as a yeah. as an open world lover i can see how that could get repetitive I th- um yeah i mean i see i see where you're coming from i think for me for this, I think I would want it to be more like, of course, you're going to go get bounties, but it's more of a uh, set scenario, right? And Which, um, you know, if they have a good story to go with it, then yeah, I could, I, you know. And have a lot of like set pieces, so to speak. And 
Um, I think that's what I would want from this because, you know, Respawn already does the more open world style with their Jedi games. Not mm-hmm. fully open world, but, you know, open map. Open sections. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and they and that's a lot more discovery based and things. So I think which me, ironically, I, would... I feel like the, that that would be better for the Mandalorian game and not the linear would be better for the Jedi games, but sure. anyway, <laughs> sure. I mean, I, I feel that and maybe they'll kind of do it in the middle, kind of like Jedi does, but yeah, we'll see. Anyways, no matter what they do, there's just definitely going to be, I think, um, an exciting game that as I, I think they're in good hands with respawn. Oh yeah. So definitely. I think that when we do see this, which it, it does no, it gives no, um, uh, idea of when this game will be released but i would say it's probably still quite a ways off right so but when it does come uh i'll be playing it oh yeah guarantee yeah. that so <laughs> me too of course so yeah um that kind of went, uh, ends us off on our rumors for the week um so let's go ahead and we're going to go ahead and start talking about our main topic and that of course is the review of bad batch season three episodes one through three um, cause yes. those dropped as kind of like a triple header, uh, release there premiere. So, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and get into that now. Yeah. So, um, as we've stated many times on the podcast, we are not super huge, um, uh, bad batch fans. Bad batchers. <laughs> we have, there have been episodes we really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's also been a lot of episodes we did not care about and some we hated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so just kind of throwing that out there first, that doesn't mean that we don't want to take away from your joy if you do really enjoy the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Uh, more more uh, power to you if you do. Um, but this being a new season, we're kind of starting off fresh here with and it's the final I, season, and too. And it's the final right? season. So. I came in with a little more excitement than I had with um, previous seasons because of where we left off yeah. and kind of some of the expectations that we're expecting for this. Um, so I came in with a little more excitement than I had the previous two seasons. Uh, but before we, like, dive into, you know, the episode, uh, what are your overall thoughts What's your overall impression on it? So for the first three, well, kind of like for the whole season, right? Um, I kind of had the the same thoughts, you know, like I have my hesitations, but I am coming in more excited because again, with the finality of the season, I would imagine they're kind of like locking in a little bit more and like, instead of just going off on little tangents or like, okay, we got to finish the story up, you know, that's the hope. And that was my, that was what I was, again, I'm not gonna say expectation, <laughs> But that's what I'm hoping to do. Anyway, after watching the first three episodes, um, I did have some things. I was like, okay, I, you know, why did they do this? Or, okay, that's a little goofy or frustrating. But overall, I would say that the first three episodes were more in line with that expectation or hope, should I say, than otherwise. Sure. Um, you know, there was a lot more serious tones, and it actually you know, it actually followed a pretty precise um, story direction for these first first three episodes. Again, mm-hmm. they had kind of moments where there's a little off here and there or whatever, but but overall, it all provided for the same narrative. It didn't have some sort of side arc where there's going off to find, you know, uh, 
these bad guys who are racing pod racers or something. You know what I'm saying? So overall, I would say the first three episodes had some moments where it was whatever, but overall, I, I did enjoy them more than already the first or the whole of season two, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think that, uh, I think the first three episodes did bet much better. Um, but well, not getting too much detail yet, but what about you? What did you think? Yeah, I think I'm, uh, along the same lines as you. Um, <clears throat> I think the, the premise is more intriguing to me. Um, the, the locations we're dealing with are more intriguing to me. This, the tone is more uh is 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 darker mm-hmm. um because of what we're the situations we're dealing with and for me i like that yeah um that being said obviously you know the oh this is still this is still a kid show right type thing kind of peeks its head you know and reminds you um such as you know uh the character of Omega, even though I can tell <laughs> yeah. they're trying to make her less annoying, she still comes off as annoying. And um, in my and in, in my other example of that, it is uh, with Wrecker. It's like obviously they're also trying to like tone down Wrecker because of the situation and because of the yeah. because of again they're in kind of a really dark time right now. But he still has that just absolutely, just like cringy just voice, unbearable, just <laughs> absolutely unbearable voice, and yeah, and so even when he's like trying to be serious, when he has that voice, it just sounds so stupid. I can't yeah, take it. Yeah, serious. and it's like if you were like first introduced to him like at that moment, maybe you wouldn't think it was as bad. But when we had two full seasons of him just being absolutely ridiculous with that voice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah it's just like I don't know. I, I. I love uh, the voice actor of what's his name. Uh, help me out. What's his name? Uh, for for the clones. Oh, wow, oh, man, yeah. Wow, how could I not remember what his name is? Um, hold on, real quick. Let's You've got to be kidding me. I promise we like actually know what we're talking about. We're not dumb. I promise. Uh, D. Bradley Baker. Yes, thank you, D. Is, Bradley Baker. He's actually from the um, same town that we're recording in, yes, and, and we don't yes. even know that, right? <laughs> so I'm I'm a huge fan of him. I think he does a fantastic yeah, job. Absolutely. Um, and I love his voice work on the clones and and everything. But it's just this. <laughs> it really it's just Wrecker that really gets and, to me, and it's like it's just so yeah. over overdone i think is the, the best way to put and, it and the thing is is that you know he had a tough job and he's yeah. voicing all of these people who yeah, are the yeah, same yeah. person same person but right. yet different you right. know what i'm saying so, yeah. <laughs> so i think i just wish i yeah i just think i wish they would have done it went a different direction but anyways um that's kind of getting off on a tangent yeah but, yeah but overall i was i was more pleased with um these episodes so far now of course we are only three episodes in. There's right. a lot more, um, more yet to come, but I'm 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 feeling um, optimistic. Yes, yeah, yeah. Feeling optimistic. Yeah. Well, so you know, kind of jumping into the first episode, you know, I have to admit, you know, we'll, we'll maybe get into a little bit heavier detail depending on Drew if you want to, but it's like the first thing we open up to is essentially, which I thought was kind of a surprising choice, is like almost immediately it was the you know bad batch getting captured like just immediately and um of course you know 
Hunter tells Omega, you know, go hide, go run away. You know, they can't get you. And the first thing, I mean, within like 10 minutes of the episode starting, the first thing is just Omega, like usual, doing the exact opposite of what she's told with the dumbest decision possible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I'm just like, like I get, like I get that. No, I don't, I don't, I don't get why they made that decision, but it's just so funny because well, like, I know she's a kid, but I think what, what bugs me about Omega so far in this is that Omega, Omega is, is, um, she's in this place, right? She's trapped there and they're, they're like, um, running tests and all these clones and stuff yeah. in this facility and, in within these like first three episodes, there are at least a couple of different times where she has opportunity to mm-hmm. to get away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she refuses to because Crosshair is there, and she and Crosshair yeah. is her brother. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Even though he's betrayed her, yeah. Betrayed even though the he's betrayed the whole team multiple times, fifty blah, times, blah, 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 yeah. And all this stuff, still, it's her brother, and he's gonna and and she's gonna get him out. He says to her face. Do not do anything. He says to her face, "I yeah. would leave you right now if I had the chance to, <laughs> yeah. to do it." Okay. Yeah. He's like, "I yeah. would if he's like if an opportunity arise, I would leave you without you know a second thought." <laughs> and but she yeah. still refuses, and so like that part of it kind of annoys me because it's like, if you get an opportunity to to get away, run, go right. find the and rest. Then of go get your, the rest, and, and then, then if then, you want to come back, if you want to come yeah. back and yeah. get crosshair. Great. It's you just this. It. It's just like this thing. This this incessant need for like these shows to prove that this one single helpless child is able to rescue the day themselves. Well, it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's and I think they're like, they're they're trying to be like this. She just she's so selfless and so yeah, full of love yeah, and like yeah. all this stuff. And it's like, I don't know. I just not get, giving up on people. I just, I get and, tired yeah. of it sometimes. And Which, like, I mean, it's not maybe a I'm, bad message overall, right. but the execution of it it's, is what, what is, what yeah, is yeah, rough. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? execution of it. Exactly. Um, it's so, not that, yeah. it's not, it's not that she won't, that she wants to save Crosshair. It's the fact that she has opportunity, so many opportunities to leave and she just doesn't because Crosshair won't leave. So she's yeah. like, well, I guess we're just both going to die. Like, I don't know what her plan is. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? So it's like, it's better that, you know, the word, you know, we can be together, even if we're both dying and neither surviving, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, you know, an example of that is like, again, what I was just talking about a second ago is like the very first thing that happens in the first episode was that again, the Bad Batch gets captured, right? And they're mm. being escorted to a shuttle. So what does she do? Instead of sneaking around, well, first of all, hiding and being safe, she yeah. should have done that because that's what Hunter told her to do. Right. But instead of doing that, she could have snuck around and laid booby traps and stuff. But no, what does she do? She goes up on a balcony in front of 50 armed soldiers and points her stupid little crossbow thing at them and say, like, stop. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? What are yeah, you going to do? Yeah. So it's just this constant thing like what we were just saying, right? It's like where she's making the worst potential decisions just for the fact that she's trying to do what's right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. do what's right. Okay. Cool. But do smart decisions in what's doing. right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah so yeah. anyway, so that's kind of like a criticism. That was like really only one of my main criticisms of this whole three episode thing. Um, really? Yeah. Um, so, so I know we're harping on it pretty, pretty hard at the get go. But again, that's the thing I thought for me personally, that was really one of the only major 
frustrations I had with these three episodes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so let's talk about, you know, like what they did, right? So, you know, again, we have a lot of, uh, forward narrative in all three episodes that kind of connect to each other. You know, like in the first episode, we see them get captured and all that stuff. Um, and, uh, well, I guess even before that, I suppose, uh, we do see, technically we see, um, tick <laughs> tech supposedly fall to his death. Of course, you know, you know how that works. If you don't see them die, you know, we, we don't really know. Um, well, I mean, tech fell to his death in last season. Well, true, true. That's but, true. Never mind. Yeah. But again, it's like, you never know, especially with the show, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I mean, he's probably not, he's probably not actually. Well, dead, again, but. so the, so, uh, Hemworth or what was his name? I'm trying to remember now. Um, the, the science guy, um, Hemlock, 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 like recovers his goggles and like gives it to him. And that, you know, that scene in the beginning of, uh, episode one. So it's like, that just tells me like, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, you know, we are starting to deal with some heavier topics already starting that off. They get captured, you know, and is, so it's interesting to see, um, interesting to see that, but really where the, the story really starts to pick up is when Omega gets to the, um, the secret empire facility, mm-hmm. um, and where the cloning stuff is taking place. So, yeah, which I do like the, um, I do like the music that they, that they're using within, um, within this like facility it just has a nice like i like it it yeah yeah so you know as as we go of course um you know what was really cool is we got to see nala say uh after all this time Mm -hmm. which is pretty neat um you know she's kind of a kind of a central figure for all the cloning stuff so you know it was just kind of see her from from live action to the show she's still here so that was pretty neat yeah and she um she obviously knows that Omega is special, right? Yes. Because yes. we see here that Omega is getting tested. Um, she's getting blood drawn, like all of them. They're all getting blood drawn. And mm-hmm. then it's like they're running them through this machine. And it's like clearly it's checking for something, right? Yeah. Like there's something yeah. that they're trying Compatibility to. Compatibility. Right. Like- and so they they take her blood and uh, Nala says like, uh, basically, um, you know, this is a secret between in, you and me. Yeah, and she's like, "Don't tell anybody." Don't tell anybody. But, we're gonna destroy this blood. Yeah, she's yeah. like, "You're gonna be in danger if they, yeah, if they, if they use it." Which is so. interesting, is because you know, spoiler alert, we're cutting ahead here. I mean, we already knew this, but you know, basically, what they're doing is they're testing to see um, if they can insert midichlorian rich blood into clone blood. And seeing if it takes in, in the midichlorians keep, right? So Yeah, which they refer to it as M count. The M count. Oh, the M count. Yeah. yeah. Um which also uh the Mandalorian called it M count. Right. They well, I think that's what they're too. shifting to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead reason. of instead of flat out saying midichlorians. Because yeah. that has a bad name to it now. So yeah, they're yeah. just calling it the M count instead. So my point <laughs> being is that somehow Nala say knew that her blood would be able to be enriched with midichlorians. So how how she knew that, I, I don't know. Now, maybe it was just her assumption that, like, you know, because she's so special, she has certain genetics. So is that, so th- is that our take on it, or are they saying that 
that she has midichlorian blood that could be tested. Well, so, but so he, I guess that's so the um, you know how we see the scene where they're 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 testing the blood. What mm-hmm. happens every time is they have the blood from this clones, and then it drips in blood from some other source. Oh, okay. And okay. then it, and then it tests it. And then it tests it. Because that's what that they're okay. adding blood to the gotcha. clone blood. Gotcha. That so makes, that so was that, makes sense. that yeah. was what my thought was. So, so so but again that comes back to so it would make more sense what you said if if it was just like is there already midichlorians in their blood. You know, that would make sense that Nalase would know that. But but seeing what we see where blood is being added to their blood, mm-hmm. um, my question is, like, how? Um, you know what I'm saying? How would she know that, that her blood would be compatible? Right. What it, What is it about her that... Yeah, which there may be more to that that we don't know yet. I mean, but, I think there is. I mean, I clearly, yeah. Clearly there's more to Omega than what we realize, right? So I know- what... What is it? What, what, what another interesting thing, though, right, is that, um, you know, first of all, for the longest time, we've believed that Omega was the only female clone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got the kind of bomb drop, I guess, at the end of episode one, where that one lady that we've been seeing, who's a, you know, the Empire scientist, or whatever, actually says that she's a clone, too. And she's, you know, Omega. Well, actually, sister. we we knew that. Oh, did we? From last the end of last season. So I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, <laughs> I season two is reveals, just like a blur for me. Yeah, at the end of season two, uh, somewhere in there, it reveals that she is. Yeah, and she's basically her sister because she's okay, well, she's a clone too. Yeah, season two, yeah. I didn't pay much attention to clearly. So, uh, anyway, so but anyway, all that being said is like. Their test, so and but my point being is that that girl and that lady, whatever, supposedly is a female clone too. She's having her blood tested and yeah. nothing but Omega. So, again, what makes Omega special if she's a clone and she's a clone as well? You know what I'm saying? So, it's just like mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting to see where that goes. Yeah, um, and but, it definitely you know. seems to imply to me. I wonder if it means that she. Who is who is she? Like, what is her DNA? Like, right. obviously, there's Jango Fett, right? Yeah. But is there more? Is there something to her else that's yeah. causing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They inserted and, some like maybe Jedi's blood yeah, or something. some Jedi's blood or something. That's DNA, whatever you want to say. DNA yeah. that's causing. Uh, to me, it, it really seems like maybe it's a Jedi. Like maybe even. I'm just throwing out something random here, but maybe even like Sifo Diaz. Could be, because, yeah. You know what I be. mean? Because he's the he one was the one that worked kind with Dooku of, and yeah. initiating all of this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just some kind of something about her has to be yeah. extra special. It seems like. Which at her age, though, it may not be Sifo-Dyas. It might have been well, someone later they, on. You but know unless they just like had held it, held on to it, on to yeah, it, it could be. But I don't know. I don't know. Well, could, so there's a lot of there's. I mean, we're jumping ahead here, yeah. but we already know. That Asajj Ventress is going to show up at some point, so maybe it's some of her. Bl- I don't know. Right. And you know? I have, yeah, and I have some theories with with that too. Um, well, let's just keep going. This is the interesting part of the whole thing. So let's just yeah, talk yeah, about, might it. As well. talk about <laughs> it. I mean, you know, the rest is fine, but like that, this is really kind of the big, the big interesting mystery for me at least of this mm-hmm. show. Um, so I, we see that they uh, later in the episode, Nalase and Hemlock are talking and they say they have successfully done a transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, they say, however, um, it's not the same number of M counts of the original specimen. Mm-hmm. Right. So 
within that, we kind of get, uh, we know that that was already an issue with, uh, with, well, because that's how we get Ray is because Palpatine is creating all these clones and one of the clones uh, is Palpatine without any midichlorians, mm-hmm. right? He has yeah. no end count. And for some reason, he lets him just go live his life. I'm not yeah, sure how that just, works out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was yeah, that's thing, interesting, but, right? Yeah, and just for some reason, he has a son, and here he claim. I guess he ends up just keeping him as a son at first, and then like he rebels because he doesn't like his, yeah, you know, and then connection yeah. to Papa so, or whatever. I don't know. Anyways, so that is a so we know that that like that's kind of an issue that happens, and then but we also know that it's called uh, in in. Uh, the Mandalorian season three, they talk about project necromancer, right? Which is this, um, which is the, the cloning stuff we already knew was going on there. Right. And, um, you know, one of the reasons that they wanted Grogu and et cetera. Mm, Yeah. And so what we see here, it was later, later, I think it's actually in the third episode, (laughs) but they, refer to it as project necromancer yes they do you know so, kind of, which is so it, this was kind of funny I, I thought this was a little goofy thing is that nalase was telling omega you know take my data pad and leave yeah and it's like because they're working on project and then she gets cut off and then like not even two minutes later they say net project necromancer. you know it's like so why did they make some like weird necromancer. like you know what i'm saying like why did they make some like thing like yeah. oh the suspenseful thing and what is it yeah, and then, yeah. like not even two minutes later they just say it it's just like reminds me of a movie we just watched uh <laughs> uh yeah i'm talking about it <laughs> but anyway <laughs> great writing a little callback to Madam webb there <laughs> yeah. they re- just i have to say it real quick they refuse to say peter parker in the movie mm. and it's like even though it's so obvious they keep referring to peter parker but yeah. like they wouldn't yeah. say it it would and not kept, say his word and the stuff like kept happening before they would say it but yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, guys, what I am gonna name him is, is wait, what? something happened. Like anyway. a balloon pop, yeah. or whatever. I'm like, yeah, what was with these balloon popping? Like, you know that that was something added afterwards. Yeah, because, uh, that's a whole thing. We're yeah, not. Yeah. This it's is a, not a. Yeah, this is so not stupid. a Spider-Man podcast. Uh, uh, it's too bad we're not doing it other, and other stuff. We could. Yeah, we could really just destroy that movie. That movie but, <laughs> we probably um, will. You probably will. So anyway, um, and so I, I wonder. So we know there's a specimen that they're that they're using, right? Hmm. And and yeah. we've even seen the um, the security that they use to get back there is like it's yeah. very heavily. Yeah. So it's a they they assume that what's ever in there is potentially dangerous. Yeah, right? yeah. And and we do get, of course, shout out to um, Ian McDermott who is back as the voice of Palpatine. Yeah. Here, uh, which is always exciting to see. Um, and so we do get Palpatine who comes and to, to visit to see the progress that is going on. And so we know Asajj Ventress is in this season, right? Mm-hmm. So what if Asajj Ventress is who is in there? Yeah, it could be because it opens up that vault, but it doesn't really show who who is in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, but again, though, if you remember, there was like several vaults in that room. Right. So is it a Ventress thing? You know, cause when I immediately thought it or saw it, it almost made me think it was like, again, the early clones of Palpatine. That's why there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, but then because they wouldn't show it, it almost made you think that 
it was, you know, again, somebody that they're pulling the blood from. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, I, I just, I wonder if they're taking, because, because my, my thought is, is they, they have, I mean, so they're, they're seeking a vessel, right? That can, that can take a midichlorian count and maintain that midichlorian right, count. Right, so he can transfer So that eventually they could transfer Palpatine, right? Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be Palpatine right now that they're doing that with. Sure, yeah. So, you know, I've heard some people speculate maybe it's Grogu. Yeah, well, that'd be a crazy reveal. <laughs> right. Um, I don't... I don't necessarily like that idea. I don't think that that's how, I don't think this is how they would reveal that personally, yeah. but so I'm, I'm leaning more towards it is just a Palpatine in there or mm-hmm. it's a Sage Ventress mm-hmm. because the Sage Ventress as we, that we know died in a book, mm-hmm. right? But she's back somehow. So <laughs> she's back somehow. Imagine yeah, that. Yeah, where yeah, we heard yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we heard that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a you know we've talked. Maybe it's a maybe they're going back. Show like going back and 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 a flashback and she's in yeah. it that way. Yeah. And they're just trying to trick us into thinking she's still around. Yeah. Or. And I wonder if she's maybe a clone, of her. Right. Yeah. So they're maybe taking, which that wouldn't make total sense right because it's like the whole point of what they're doing and this whole thing is to figure out how to transfer or, or how to tra- uh clone people and keep midichlorian so it's like why would they be using a clone of her Clid- or, I well, don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well so i'm saying her actual dead body is in there and that's what they're using oh, as DNA. I see, I see, I see. Okay. And then they've cloned her. And that's what all those other. And that's what they're are. all those other things are yeah. trying. They're trying oh, okay. to. Now, because they remember they said they did it. They've already they successfully have already done it, but did not keep this maintain the same midichlorian count. Yeah. So that could be her that they're talking about. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, but since they, it didn't work, the vessel wasn't good enough they're still looking for a better vessel mm. right so yeah. they have this person that they're just probably going to plan on throwing away which yeah. then later in the series they might come to find her and then you know mm-hmm. that could be a whole a whole plot that they're working through but it's, it's just a theory i don't I mean i don't know I and mean, maybe it's maybe i'm completely off but i think that that that's one way they could kind of bring her back um or they're just all Palpatine. In the- <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Well, that, that's the thing. We would all, you know, if we were just watching this, we would only think it was Palpatine clones. But the only reason we're even thinking that it's a Saw's Ventress is just because she happened to be in because the trailer. They, because they showed her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the only reason. That's Which, only, yeah. yeah. I don't know. So either that was a really bad decision on their part or it's a complete throw off. <laughs> so I don't, I don't well, know. Well, because it's just like, well, how did she come back? You know? Yeah. But so, and then cloning was, you know, as we already talked about, like, cloning would be yeah. the only way that that could happen. But anyway. Which, um, in the second episode, we see, um, we see Wrecker and. Uh, what's his name? Hunter. Hunter, right? Oh, and they're me. they're uh, off doing stuff. 
and and this is where we see um, some young clone troopers, right, that have been left um, there in the uh, jungle or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like when they left their facilities, they just kind of left some of them behind. Right. Figuring they probably would just die. <laughs> right. Um, so we see that. Again, it's just more example of that they, you know, they don't care about the clones and they just kind of leave them right. to, to, uh, to die. And, and, and this is the, I struggled a little bit with this episode because Wrecker's voice just, and he was supposed to, and he was like, <laughs> and there's all these like serious moments, but Wrecker still just has that voice. That's just, yeah, just yeah. absolutely horrible. And, and D just loves it. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, man, I just killed that. I just, that I just was flawless. Destroyed that, that recording session is so good. Um, and and this is kind of a monster of the week a little bit a little bit yeah it it does carry it does progress the narrative um what, uh, the biggest thing is that they they see that hemlock's base is on another planet right mm-hmm. so that's kind of the big thing um because now they know the sector yeah. so they're one step closer to being in the right direction right. and that's kind of the big thing is right. they know now where to to head to find where Omega's at. So um, that's kind of where it progresses the narrative. And so that's better than previous seasons where they just, they go back to the one stupid lady at the, at the cantina and (laughs) say, right. And say, Oh, we lost, we lost the money again or whatever, or lost the treasure or whatever. We got nothing out of this this one tiny little piece of information or something. Every single time that was what would happen. So so I'm glad, so glad we're over that. But yeah. um, Also though, those, you know the song with like the monster or whatever, mm-hmm. dude. As 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 a Halo fan, that reminded me so much <laughs> of the Flood. It's not even yeah, funny. Yeah, and then yeah, the yeah. um and then the big monster reminded me of um, oh, what's it called? Something Mind. You know, talk Grave Mind. Grave Mind. Remember what I'm talking about the yes. big monster? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, if, if you're Grave Halo, mind, yeah. if, if you're Halo so fans, cool. you know what we're talking about. <laughs> anyway, yeah, for sure. Long cool thing. Um, yeah, so, and then the third episode, which we did already kind of talk about some, but um, starts back with Omega and um, kind of still just always doing that same thing. And this is where Palpatine shows up. And they, they oh, well, one thing that's really important about this whole episode, I would say the biggest thing that happens is that they do finally get to test her her blood. Yes, yes, because you know Nalase is preoccupied with having to be with the the other guy, and uh, so the, the older clone woman ends up running her blood. So yeah, yeah. So they finally run it, and they see that it's compatible, and so it they find that out, and at the same time they just so happen to escape, <laughs> yeah. um, her and Crosshair, yeah, who. I guess is kind of like, like redeemed a little bit or something. redeeming, like kind of coming back into. Well, I do think that there know, was, I do think they kind of tried to nail home that like he's finally seen the empire for what it is. Yeah. But like, if it takes you this long, do you really, do you deserve to live? <laughs> I mean, he's got to die, right? He's going to have a heroic death, you know, he's got to sure die. He's got to, he's going to have to go out with a bang. <laughs> Listen, in star Wars, if you do bad stuff, 
you yeah. have to die. You, you, you know what I mean? You, you don't get to you don't get to live like you yeah. you can go out in a blaze of glory, but like yeah. you're still gonna die. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, uh, Kylo Ren, right? Anakin yeah. Skywalker. Uh, yeah. You know, people who if if you did bad, you are going to die. You for will it, die. You can <laughs> yeah. you can be good, but you're still gonna yeah. die. <laughs> you can turn back at the end, but it doesn't really truly matter. Um, <laughs> you know, so I think that Crosshair is definitely gonna die. But I yeah. do think he's going to die redeemed, which uh, there was a point where I didn't know that that was ever going to be the case. Sure. I, I, yeah. There were times where I was like, ooh, I think he's maybe too far gone. Too far and gone. He was gonna, yeah. But obviously, they're definitely working on redeeming him, which, mm-hmm. you know, I have mixed feelings about. But yeah. hey. They redeemed Darth Vader, so I mean, true. I think all the horrible things he did. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, He's, you it's know, hard to be too critical of that when yeah. you know, because that is a theme. You know, it it's is a theme, theme in Star. It's Wars. It's a theme of Star you Wars. Know, redemption, right? redemption. Yeah, Hope, coming back after redemption. It's bad mistakes. Yeah, it's obviously a big part of Star Wars. So, like, you know, it's it's to be expected. Yeah. Um, but I do. I think one of my a couple things. I, I'm really curious to see what how the the whole clone thing plays out through through this season right and if if it's just like oh it is palpatine and you know blah 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 or if it's they have some surprises under their or like in their sleeve with it right because yeah i i hope there's some like twist to it obviously we know it's not going to be successful it not can't fully be successful, not fully yeah. successful because they're still working on it in mando and that's like how many years later yeah, well, I mean, they're still technically working on it in the in the sequel trilogy, because it's like it's right. imperfect and and da da da. They, you know? Yeah, I mean, they never truly master it. Yeah, but, but yeah. the re- the point at that point, the whole reason, at least they claim, was that it was uh, he just his midichlorians is just too much. Like he That's just couldn't handle like it. The, yeah. a body can't handle like his power. Yeah, yeah. which you know. Hey. Yeah, it is kind of a cop out, but kind of of a cop out. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get into that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So uh, I think that um, the the other big mystery is what happens to the rest of the Bad Batch. You know, sure. I think that's like the sorry, our our (laughs) outro music is playing right now. So loud. And it is so loud. so, anyways, we. Were, I apologize if you hear like, it right now. Like, uh, anyway, uh. um, I I really thought that we would be shorter today on our episode. Nope, apparently than not. Last episode, <laughs> we had three full episodes to talk because, about. So, so yeah. Um, so, anyways, I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so fun. I wonder if they hear it right now. I mean, they probably do, don't they? Well, it's playing um, through. I don't well, it's know. playing through our headphones, but they it's probably, probably leaking it's probably out leaking into our out, mic. So it's like <laughs> yeah. probably kind of confusing. But, um, the, but the other big thing that uh, that we have to ask and and think about is like what happens with the rest of the Bad Batch. Yeah, you know. So, do they are they all going to survive or are they all going to die or you know it's like yeah it's kind of and and Omega right so this this character that they've introduced because like, again if they're if they are still alive where they've been this whole time in in the later stories mm-hmm. you know what I'm and, saying and yeah and Omega right like yeah you know well yeah I'm saying all of who them you know what I'm saying but. is basically Boba Fett's sister right so <laughs> yeah I mean, exactly exactly so that could be a whole a whole come to find out Boba Fett really did die. And it's actually Omega. I could see that being the case. <laughs> she just shaved her head and gained a few pounds, and, and I don't know. Oh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. 
that explains the the shift in uh, character, right? Exactly, like the... <laughs> exactly. He's no longer like kind of cold hearted, <laughs> mysterious. You know, he's like, oh, he has to save everybody uh, to I, a fault. I like that. that Honestly, fun. that would make that's... the that would make the Boba Fett series that's... so much better. Yeah. I think the, that that brings the the Boba Fett series in a whole new light. Like, I'm going back and rewatching yeah, it tonight. I have to rewatch with that. that with that knowledge. So Disney, you know, hey, reach out to us, get some licensing rights. <laughs> The book, uh, oh Boba Fett, the book of Omega, <laughs> the Alpha, in the Omega <laughs> book. I don't know. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's the Bible. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <Maybe> uh, <laughs> anyways, um, I think that pretty much wraps up my thoughts on it. Um, we yeah. definitely want to know what you guys think, so please um, comment. Uh, let us know. Let us know if you're kind of with us. That hey, this is kind of off to a better start. Let us know if you even plan on watching it or if you've already given up and you don't even have yeah. any. We, we'd like to know uh, where our listeners are at with The Bad Batch as far as the season goes. Let us know. And and, uh, uh, and there's some of you, I think I think it was either JB or Corey, I can't remember which one, uh, was actually excited. They said that they like I was in the minority, but I actually liked Bad Batch. So is season three living up to your expectations? So, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah uh, let us know in the comments, and uh, we're going to go ahead and close off. But before we do close off, I want to give you your trivia answer for the week. And just to refresh your memory, the question was, uh, what were uh, Luke's aunt and uncle's jobs on Tatooine? And that was they were moisture farmers. <laughs> so maybe a little uh, maybe a little bit more difficult question this week. So hopefully you guys got that right, and we'll be checking those comments uh, for your answers. I just want you to know I got it right. So. Oh, well, I, I didn't see your Same comment, thing. but anyway. I commented in my head. Oh, okay. All right. Well, anyway, guys, uh, we just want to thank everybody so much for, uh, you know, you listening to the podcast and continuing to support us and all the ways that you do. Uh, we absolutely do it for you guys. And we're so thankful for, uh, you know, you guys being here with us. Uh, but we do look forward to hearing from you regarding this podcast, or if you want to reach out to us about anything we do, we'd love to hear from you. And of course, as usual, we also want to thank our good friends over at Galactic Empire for allowing us to use their music for our intro and outro. Absolutely awesome stuff there, and you should go check them out. Uh, but please like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram uh, for all the things that we try to put, post out there. And, and for any updates that comes for the podcast or anything we do will be on those pages. Uh, but we also would ask you to please follow us on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. And if you would be so kind as to leave us a review, um, that really does help. But overall, we thank you so much for listening. and hope that you join us next time for the next episode. Last but not least, may the Force be with you, and we thank you for joining the Jedi Eternal. Thank you.